When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. Now though, got to do one of my favourite parts of the show where I talk to comedians and performers uh, about their worst gigs ever. Because I don't know if you've ever, <clears throat> you know, if you sweat at the idea of doing public speaking, if you don't like getting up in front of a room full of people, whether you did it at work or you did it at college and you just kind of get sweaty hands and a lump in your throat and get, oh, I'm so nervous. Um, imagine doing that in a comedy club where you're just bombing and, and you're just being absolutely terrible. No one's laughing. Everyone, <laughs> it seems like they hate you. That's what I bring people on to talk about. It's traumatising. It's anxiety-inducing. If you don't like maybe um, hearing about those awkward situations and they make you feel sick, just turn off. But And joining me now to talk about their worst gigs and some of their better gigs as well, the viral sensations that are Sir Steve-O T- Timothy and uh, Sinead Noor. Thanks a million for coming on the show, guys. Hello. Thank you for Thank having you us. Much. No worries. Now, I know I've asked you to split up and you're in different parts of the house so you can reveal your, each other's secrets <laughs> right away without each other stopping. Uh, Sinead mm, yeah. No, I'm in the bedroom by myself with my cat and Stephen's downstairs with a lovely warm fire with the TV on. <laughs> yeah, with Casper licking his <gasps> nether regions. Oh, okay. Leave the dog alone. No. Okay. <laughs> right, we'll break up. We'll do a Jeremy Kyle on this and we'll kind of we'll break it up <laughs> for a minute. Um, no, but you've had a, an insane couple of years, I suppose, where you just seem to post up one video. If you know, you're listening right now and you don't know who these two are, I guarantee you've seen their, their videos of Farmer Michael in the car. I, I suppose talking shite, I, it would be one way to put it, but it's an incredibly entertaining shite that has racked up millions upon millions upon millions of views. For people who don't know how you started, um, we'll start with Steve-O anyway, um, how did this all come about? Uh, I suppose just the old acting the bollocks in the car with my brother <laughs> got him to film me just doing a kind of farmer rap and then I decided to, decided to post it up on Facebook and then kind of all hell broke loose. How long ago was that? About three years now, I'd say. Jesus, is that long? Yeah. My God, and time flies. kind of it? been crazy. As you were saying, like, if you don't even know who I am or you don't have never seen the video, I can guarantee you've seen the camera face in my face come up on the timeline at some stage in your life because it just that's why I love when people are like how do I get this fool off my timeline and I'm like oh I haunt you I haunt your dreams <laughs> you will if you not you block my page or if I view blocks your friend will share it you will see me and I will be looking at you <laughs> uh, oh this is gas Sinead how did you get roped into all of this by the way 
After that, like, first video he put up, like, it just went really, really crazy. And his brother was like, oh, I don't want to be part of this. So then <laughs> I think in the video he was talking about, like, Michael was talking about his wife, Kathleen. And he was like, oh, and she just see Kathleen. And I was like, okay. And then, yeah, <laughs> it just worked. Yeah, it's, it's generally, isn't it, how these things kind of fall into place where, you know, you can try your best to plan and come up with shit, but at the end of the day, it just kind of, uh, from those spur-of-the-moment moments. Yeah. Oh, but that's the worst thing. Even with videos, like, we could, like, spend hours rehearsing something we think is really good and really satirical, and we're, like, so wrecked from after doing it, and then we put it up, and everyone's like, I don't care. And then you put up one that you've done in, like, three seconds and uh, haven't even thought about it, and yeah, it wasn't meant yeah. Yeah. yeah, just shout and say the C word. I feel like Bart Simpson in that episode where he's like, just say the line. <laughs> and it's just like, I can't do anything. Like, I, I used to do so many different characters, and I'm going to introduce them again after a while, but I know I'm going to get so much shit for it. Cause Where's Farmer Michael? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, So I'm just like, oh. And Farmer Michael, like, I'd, like, he wasn't even my strongest character. Like, he, I wasn't, I wasn't too too friendly with him if you know what I mean I yeah. am now but like I prefer doing James's Bernard he's my kind of west side scumbag young fella you know what I mean yeah, like, yeah. I prefer doing him he's gas like, so yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll be back though he'll be back soon so uh, obviously yeah so you've literally imagine like tens of millions of views across all the channels and across the channels where people have just like robbed your stuff yeah and not giving you any yeah. credit that's the best feeling in the world a, I'd say we've about 100 million and I'd say with all like them unnamed pages, probably 200 million altogether, like, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. insane. 25 million then on YouTube, just passed there a week ago or something, so that's crazy. Mm. Get all, all that internet money from YouTube. Yeah. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. About $3 <laughs> a month. <laughs> living the dream, living this, splashing your cash in Aldi like you're a boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. amazing how, how many people think you're literally a millionaire. You know what I mean? That you're loaded beyond your wildest dreams and people asking for money and stuff and you're like, lad, I, I haven't a penny. Like, yeah, because no, there's no... You get nothing off Facebook views at all. No, no. Zero. And nothing from... Instagram and Twitter and you yeah, know. I know. Like YouTube is uh, and if like as you said, you need to be doing stupid amounts of yeah. Uh, of and well, unless you're like PewDiePie or you're Jeffrey Stars or that Jack Spastikai or whatever his name is, you're not going <laughs> to get into. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and most of our videos are unmonetized as well, so it's an extra. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, because obviously the yeah, that's the content. Yeah. Brands don't like cursing you guys. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. This really isn't advertiser-friendly, okay? <laughs> like, we were only saying it yesterday, it's amazing, like, the amount of, like, regular viewing figures we have a week or have, you know, a month. Like, we'd... And I seen the last day with the radio, kind of... The figures come out from the radio yeah. thing, and I was like, we beat them week in, week out, and no one is coming to us. I shouldn't be letting you say that on air, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no one is coming to us. It's like... Like, it's not even controversial what we do. Like, we're just playing... A character, like yeah. playing two characters, you know. There's nothing. It's probably the person that scares them off. But then you see other people, and uh, you don't know what to do. Should I be more controversial? Should I be less? You know, what do I do? I mean, yeah. You know, do you need to be Katie Hopkins? Yeah, yeah. Do you need to actually become He's my hero? And then will people <laughs> like, will I be invited on TV in Ireland? Oh, you'll like, be on prime time straight away, and you'll probably have your own, you know, uh, TV series soon enough if you get that extreme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I don't want to do that because I'm not like her. I'm not a dick. So. 
Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so, are you you guys are doing this full time now? Because that's ridiculous to be doing it that short and be gigging as much as you are. Yeah, basically. it is ridiculous, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of scary how like fast I suppose it happened. Like we started doing live shows and we were like brutal, and then about I don't know about a year after that, then we started kind of tightening it up and organizing it a bit more and things like that and within a year well, we were then, only we were saying the last day because we're doing the Bray Comedy Festival for the third time this year and I remember the first time we did it Adam Burke the promoter he's absolutely brilliant but he was like can you do 10 minutes in like a collaborative show and we were like 10 minutes oh my god I can't yeah, do that yeah. and now we're like doing our own like hour and a half whatever show so it's just crazy yeah we were coming like off that. the stage going like I hope we don't 10 minutes I hope we don't 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. and now, now I imagine it's gotten to the point where if you were asked to do 10 minutes you'd be like I don't think we can actually do 10 minutes yeah, it's too yeah, short I know like, we stick into it like so uh, this, I, I like to invite comedians on and stuff uh, for part of the show called My Worst Gig and I mentioned to you before we did the interview but in those early shows what were some of the um, and I, I don't mean to like <laughs> kick off or trigger some anxiety because I have done many of these as well and they're horrible but let's treat it as maybe therapeutic but for you guys what's been some of the worst gigs you've ever done? Uh, I suppose I'll take that one first early on when we started doing it we were asked to do a wedding we were asked to do a wedding oh, yeah. in, I think it was like Newport or Westport or somewhere around yeah. there in Mayo and we drove up and I, when we used to do weddings, I used to do this thing where I'd do the alternate uh, best man speech. Right. So I kind of pulled the piss out of the couple or whatever, but I don't know what came into my head and I was reading it and everyone was there. Like, 98% of the people didn't know who the hell I was. Yeah. And why is this fella talking in this accent at the head table? And all of a sudden, I seen a priest and he was kind of looking away and I kind of, like I said, uh, oh, and Father Finnerty's here. Oh, hello, Father Finnerty. And everyone applauded. And then I go, uh, don't worry, we, we forgive all those uh, cases in the 70s. And oh, uh, no. <laughs> like, you could literally hear the thing going, vroom, vroom. Oh. Yeah, and like I was like, oh my god, did I just say that? And I was like, I, mean, I meant the drugs. I meant the drugs. <laughs> How many people were at the wedding? Oh, I don't know, like 200 or something. Yeah, all at the usual round table. Yeah. And are you at the top table doing this now? Uh, no, we were kind of... We were at the very back. So when they all turned around, it was basically the top table again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, the, the, the worst thing about doing it in those ballrooms as well as doing anything is that half the room just have their backs to you because yeah. of where they're sitting. And then it's like get asking them to turn around and leave their food. And it's like, hey, we're down here. Yeah, exactly. We, thank God we don't have to do weddings anymore. Yeah, but how long How long of a, a gig was that? Like, how long were you doing that, that speech for? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, they just wanted like two, three minutes. Oh, really? Short. Yeah, so I just wrote out something on a piece of paper and I said, is that okay for you? But they loved it. Like, she messaged afterwards and she said, like, we absolutely adored it. Some people were pissed off, but we don't care because we hate them. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so we were like, that's cool because we left feeling like, 
we made a hames of it, you know yeah. what I mean? And we might have upset them, but then when she messaged me the big long message and the husband messaged as well, and I was like, okay, that's cool, I can live with that. Yeah, because yeah. like you don't want to go away from a place with people with the feeling that people don't like it, or you know, or that you've ruined their wedding day. Yeah. That's always a bit of risk there. A few people hated it, but they hate them, so it was like the best way of putting it. So we were delighted. Yeah. Has there been any other than uh, shitty tough ones? I think my personal one was just before Christmas. We did like a really, it was actually a really lovely gig in Carlo in Bagnallstown. It was a really lovely venue and it was sold out and it was packed. And I was going through it really well, but I think two weeks before that or a week before that, I got really sick in Scotland and I was hospitalised. And I was like, whatever, it is fine. I'm back in Ireland, back at home. And towards the end of the show, I just collapsed. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh, my God. And one of our, like, support acts had to, like, carry me out to the back room. And Stephen had to, like, finish the show with Johnny Graham, our support act. And it was just really uncomfortable. But yeah, was just it was a great sitting, gig otherwise. I was just sitting there going, like, oh, Catherine's um, at it again. <laughs> <laughs> shit, is she going to actually die? You know Can you imagine that? Oh. You died, but the show must go on, Catherine. Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, we went back out there with Johnny kind of playing Kathleen, which he did before we we had to entertain the Galway Hurlers uh, last year, and Sinead wasn't available, so we just got, like, my our friend and sport act, Johnny, just to, like, kind of play <laughs> Kathleen's role, which was weird but funny at the same time, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, yeah, I've met Johnny uh, once or twice. He's, 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 uh, and I know he's in a lot of your videos as well, isn't he, or some of the yeah, sketches yeah. that you, you've worked on. So, well, Johnny is just the best. Like, he's our support act, but we always said when we started comedy, like, Johnny is the comedian we want to be. So, like, we're <laughs> yeah, so yeah. grateful to have him on tour with us. No, he's, he's really good, yeah. Dad. I did a I did a gig with him down in Castle Bar. I think was it Castle Bar or somewhere? Where where does Jer Staunton run his gig? I think it's yeah. I think it's oh Castle yeah, Bar. that's in Castle Bar. Sorry, in Castle Bar. Yeah, and uh, he nailed it. Really, really good. Um, I've seen yeah. him a good few times. He's hilarious. But uh, Sinead, what was wrong with you? Well, wh- why'd you collapse? And thank God you didn't die. Obviously. Oh uh, well, when we were in Scotland, we had two shows in Edinburgh and one in Glasgow, and just about two hours before the first Edinburgh show, I just got this like incredibly harsh pain in my lower abdomen. In and I thought I was like dying and I was rushed to the hospital and I was actually severely dehydrated just from all the stress and travel and I got a UTI because of it um, so I did the next Edinburgh show and I was wrecked and then I just was constantly like tired for the next couple of months afterwards so it just really affected me then straight back to Ireland from Galway to Carlow and then it just drained out of me and I collapsed And when you say collapsed were you standing, sitting was there a big <gasps> I was in the middle of saying something to to Michael and I just forgot everything. My mind went blank and I couldn't speak properly and I looked and I was like, I'm sorry, I have to go. And I stood up, my legs wobbled and I just collapsed on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> did, 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 did people think it was part of the show? Like, were they all like, ah, this is gas, and oh shit, so something wrong with her? I don't know, like, because I couldn't hear until my hearing went all funny, but I remember then when we were leaving, this girl is like, and I swear to God, she fell in front of me, and her eyes rolled to the back of her head, and I hear they had to cancel their whole second tour, and everything, I was like, girl, no, it collapsed within like five minutes left, countdown. <laughs> yeah, they didn't think it was part of the show, though, definitely, because I was looking at them, and they looked concerned. They oh, kind of. They seen the colour draining from her face, like in the way she ran off. They kind of knew. And yeah. then when I said, like, sorry about this, guys, but I have to go backstage, obviously something's 
happened. So, you know, and then... <laughs> My other half has died. Uh, yeah, so yeah. So might have to wrap up a little bit earlier. Joyce, stay out shouting her name to come out on the mic. <laughs> Kathleen, where are you? Rolling her out on the, on the gurney or whatever, or rolling her out on a, <laughs> on a deathbed going, go on, sure, it's a bit of crack. Do the last bit before you pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, don't mind the defibrillator. Do the joke thing first. <laughs> Apart from them, um, your worst gigs then, uh, what have been your favourite gigs so far? Definitely Liverpool. Always Liverpool is the best, but yeah. I think we did our first show there last week of the year in the concert hall in Limerick, and it was actually just like from the whole break over the New Year and yeah. Christmas. It was just electric; like it was really, really yeah, fun. I really nice enjoyed to get back it. Into the swing, mm. yeah. but it's definitely Liverpool. Like we go over to Liverpool, and you feel they make you feel like a celebrity, right? Like we went over to go to some park for our first ever Everton match, and it took us about two hours to get. About meters, like from where we parked the car to the door, we were stopped so much for people getting selfies. It was unbelievable, and like even like the fu- the like players on the opposing team recognising us and coming no over. Way. And after the match, we went to meet the players, like where they sign autographs and stuff. Yeah. And Seamus Coleman was shouting my name, <laughs> so it was just like, oh my god, like this is what it feels like to be appreciated. And in <laughs> Ireland, yeah. you're kind of spat on. <laughs> You know, so it's like, it was kind of like, Jesus, like, these people aren't so bad. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you say, like, the, the response, because I've seen you uh, online a few times, you know, sharing some of the wanky screenshots you get mm. and, uh, or, you know, bad messages or whatever. Is there really that, do you guys feel that there is that much of a chasm of, of a difference between the response you get from Irish people versus when you're away? Yeah. Like, I love everyone in Ireland that comes to our shows. Oh, yeah. Our friends I'm in so Ireland grateful, like, but unbelievable. It's, but the people that don't like us, they can't just not like what we do. They have to go out of their way to make it known. That's the difference. Right. And make it personal. And rather personal than your videos are crap, it's also you're ugly and your girlfriend looks like a mess and, and you're crippled and you can't and walk and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and slag my dead mom or my brother with learning disabilities. Jesus like Christ, have actually done that? Up. Yeah. Which wow. is just like, what the hell? Like, you know what I mean? Just for like, obviously just making some... Just for making a video, yeah. Wow. That's, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? That's an awful Like, idea. an example I had of a minor bit like that was the last day. I literally, I tweeted about tomatoes. Like, because English people have tinned tomatoes or something with their breakfast. And yeah. I got called a man three times in separate tweets, just tweeting about tomatoes. So I was like, I just, I can't win. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I uh, don't know. Jesus yeah, it's just, it's weird, like, cause the majority, like, of our Facebook audience are Irish. Yeah. The majority of our Twitter would be English and YouTube would be American. Oh, wow. And YouTube is usually the abode of the, the full-on attacks. Right. But we don't really get that. And we don't really get it on Twitter. We get it mostly on Facebook, which yeah. is the shame. Like. But then our Irish fans are the absolute best. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like I said, it's the people that don't like us. They can't just... Well, like this, I think maybe it's a, a compliment to the strength of the character, but they can't differentiate between... Like, they will see... And instead of going, I hate that fellow's comedy or I hate the character, they hate me. They hate me personally. Do they? Do people think that you are the farmer? That you, that that it's yeah. not a character. Yeah. Oh, people are idiots. So they end up. Or they'll realise it's a character, but they'll think Stephen has those views, yeah. character or not. And they will go all out, full out attack on me personally, Anthony involved with me, family, Shane obviously, and you're like, Jesus man, you know what I mean? And yeah. like you're thinking then at the back of your mind, like 
you probably have mental health issues and I'm probably trying to raise money to help you. And you're kind of thinking then in the back of your head, why am I even bothering? Why yeah. am I like bothering? Just and take it the money and go you. to Barbados and have a good time. Like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. But it kind of, like sometimes you just think I'm packing it in. No more videos. I just really? like, can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like God. it does get to you. Like usually you just laugh it off. But sometimes, you know, you might be in the best of humour, best of mood, or you might be a bit down and because I... I I go up and down all the yeah, time, yeah, so, yeah. like, if I'm in my down phase and something just hits me in the wrong nerve, like, yeah. like it can destroy me for a week, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But Jeez. they don't see that, like. Yeah, they're just sitting there on their little keyboards. Kind of, why do you think that is, though? It, it, it's a sense that you have, you have had the guts to put yourself out there, and they haven't. They see in you what they, they fear, and the fear of the failure inside themselves. And plus then, when you're a person that can't leave the car for too long distances because you're severely affected by panic disorder, you're depressive and you can't walk properly because you broke your neck and back, that even hits worse, that this, like, crippled lad can do it. Right. And I'm fully able-bodied and I'm sitting at home, like, giving out on my computer. And they probably just listen to Stephen saying that and go, no, man, it's because you're shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, you're just an asshole. Oh, just blah, a blah, it's strange how little country we live in, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like, great at the same time. Yeah, because it's, 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 I don't want to say it's par for the course, but it seems to be that with that huge level of success, especially online, all those video views, all everyone talking about it, you know, being recognised by Seamus Coleman and, and other huge international celebrities and the like, that... <sighs> God, did you, like, do you have to put up with that? Or is there a way to deal with that? Or, like, you know... I suppose you do what every Irish comedian has done in the past. You move. Yeah. All our authors, all our writers, all our actors, all our actresses, you leave. It's the only viable option, I think, at this stage. It's the only thing you can do is leave the country. And then when the English accept you, the Irish will. Even though they see the English as the enemy. Yeah. But they, are, they are also unconsciously subservient to them. Because they say, oh, the English like me must be all right, so. He's right. famous over there, and even RTE or whatever, like they they have you on the shows, and you're big over there. I, it's, it's funny you mention it because I've even noticed that in radio that uh, if if you're a you know you'd be breaking your bollocks here uh, and you know working away, and then some people if they go over across and get a gig in the UK, even for six months to a year, they you know they'll be back and they'll be like, oh, okay, we we missed that boat. Um, come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's amazing, like you know. Like, we've been turned down for a good few TV shows and radio things, as you may know, because I do rant a lot. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it, like, it's, it's really depressing. Like, it, it kind of cuts you down. It's like, what else do we have to do? Like, you know, we're, like, not trying to blow my own trumpet or whatever, but, like, we've, we were on NBC, CNN, and Fox before we were on our own national broadcaster. Yeah. You know, and no one will kind of acknowledge the massive success it's had. And it's Except Cormac. Yeah, well done, guys. Yeah, it's, it's very, few, <laughs> very few people in the media will acknowledge it or, you know, yeah. give a little bull of bus for it. Like, and it's kind of like, like I said before, people will give out and it's getting repetitive or whatever, but you do one sketch in one setting with no props, no actors, just in the car with the camera on your face and you keep it fresh for three years yeah, and yeah. still get regularly 100,000 views. If anyone else can do that, let them fire away even like the best writers let them do it and I, I'll I'll shake their hand you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not easy to do it like yeah. and we do like people think we just throw on the throw on the phone and record away you know there's there's a lot of thought behind it and a lot of kind of 
yeah, some of them are just toilet humour. Obviously, you're mispronouncing words for effect and whatever, but that's 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 half of it, isn't it? You have to you yeah. have to accommodate both kind of both sets of people, I suppose. Like so. Um, what's what's the plans then for for the foreseeable future? What are you kind of getting excited about this year and next year? I'm excited to go back on tour again and yeah. visit more venues that we've never been to and more counties we've never been to and also return to some of the best shows we've done within the last two years. So yeah. that's really exciting. And broadening our UK tour outside of just Liverpool, Manchester and London and all them. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And we're doing our first shows in the London Irish Centre. Oh, cool. Which is great. We did London last year, but it was in, um, I don't know, one of the many places in London uh, so it's just great to be doing the London Irish Centre like it's so iconic and stuff so yeah, I'm really excited yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I'm looking forward to it, but as Sinead is speaking there, I can feel my heart rate start to increase. <laughs> so what I, yeah. like, what I like about our gigs is, especially in Ireland, is the, it might sound weird, but they're like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning drive home. I love discovering Ireland. I love seeing Ireland. I love seeing parts of the country I've never seen. It's just See, I love relaxing. that too, but I just love shuffling Britney Spears really loud to annoy you, so it gives you the option to look out the window. <laughs> yeah, lovely Ireland. Nearing the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> when, like, when you can only hear like hit me baby one more time one more time before you actually hit a baby you know? <laughs> but I, I suppose like yeah I'm looking forward to going back to the UK and looking forward to doing the Irish tour and all that and uh, a friend of ours Jer Walsh as well he's been following us around for like the last two years and stuff so we're kind of doing a documentary a kind of tell all documentary basically about our lives cool and how this came about and my accident and just everything really like when's the next gig that people can get you at this Saturday in the Brianna I don't know it's like a Spanish named hotel in Bray Esplanade yeah what he said Uh, it's part of the Bray Comedy Festival it's our third year doing it and we finally got our own show we're super excited Adam like I said Adam Brick's a great promoter and um, yeah he always puts on a great festival there's a great lineup, so really excited to be back at it Perfect, Sinead, and there's still some tickets left, I imagine? Oh, there's a handful left, yeah, a very, very small handful. So. A small handful. Get them left. while you can. Um, I take, obviously, Google Bray Comedy Fest and you'll be able to find a link to buy the tickets as well, so that's uh, next. Yeah, well, there are videos as well about it and all the links are better on Stephen's page and stuff, and if you even look at Finn Baller, the wrestler's page, is also <laughs> on that because we're friends now. Well, come here, um, best of luck anyway with the Bray Comedy Festival. Tell Adam I said hello. And I will. We will. And then you're more than welcome. Open door policy for you guys here in the show if uh, anyone's giving you hassle or grief or not giving you any sort of proper recognition for what you're doing give me a buzz and I'll thanks. go straight to Karma you <laughs> yeah, hear that first everyone <laughs> thank you so much buddy. we appreciate that massively no worries and uh, yeah it's your best of luck with Bray and for all the, the Irish and UK tours thank you so great. much thank you so much and don't forget as well uh, Steve-O does a bit of rapping you might have seen he's releasing a single on the 15th which is Friday Sir Steve-O featuring Bizarre. It's called Panic Attack. Give me the Xanax. So check out his page. Check out his, uh, his links for his music as well. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Cormac Moore. Summer's just around the corner. So give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.